love this when you show. Going through your mind, Jimmy? Oh, mate. Uh, you know what? As, as a team, to put a performance like that on in occasion like this, mate, it's horrible. It's, mate, you're never going to win a game of footy playing like that. And to do it at a moment like this, mate, it's, yeah, look, it's, yeah, it's horrible, mate. New South Wales deserve better. Laurie deserves better, mate, the coaching staff, mate. Though. We haven't leaked 22 points all series. We're leaking now. We, we scored more than six you know, every other game. Or, mate, it's, mate, that disappointing. everybody, it's Warren Nicholson here, and it's not the footy show episode 174. I have my main man, Mr. Rob Cox, on the line over there in Camden. And, mate, it's been two weeks since our last show. Has anything happened in those last two weeks? Nah, two weeks too long, mate. I've been I've been I've been getting some feedback from a couple of the couple of the uh, the loyal listeners saying, "Hey, Coxie, where where are like I can't walk my dog. I can't, you know, I'm not getting on with my wife anymore. I, you know, where's your podcast? We need to listen to it." So, um, to all those people out there waiting and you know with with a bated breath, um, we're back, baby. We are back. Yeah, prepare for disappointment, just like all of New South Wales in the last week. Mm. Uh, we'll be uh, back with uh, episode 174, assembling Michael Pobgy's love children after the break. Not the pretty show. Not the pretty show. Michael Pobgy. Where the f*** did he come from? <laughs> You've been sleeping over there. Okay, we're back. It's not the footy show because I don't I've just announced the name of the uh, podcast and I got a very interesting response from Cogsmith. It's called Assembling Michael Pobgy's Love Children. Now, when I say the name Michael Pobgy, Cogsmith, what do you think of? I think of a player in the 80s, in the early 80s. Um... Yeah, early to late 80s, mate. He, 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 that's where I remember him from. He was one of the, the famous replacements in Warren Ryan's 89 grand final. That's right. Uh, and he came on and, um, yeah, as the rest, as they say, is history. Now, the reason I bring him up, everybody, is that uh, that is literally going to be the name of a trivia super team that is going to be uh, taking on all comers. I think it's the uh, sometime in August. I'll look at it after and we'll get to it at the end of the show. But it's the Shakespeare Hotel, I think, in, in Sydney. There is a rugby league 80s and 90s themed trivia night. I think it's August 7. I'll double check on that by the end of the show, everybody. Just to confirm, it's actually August 9th. That's Wednesday, August 9th at the Shakespeare Hotel in Surrey Hills. But there will be a team entered. It'll be myself, hopefully yourself, uh, Cocksmith, if mm. you're around. Yep. Um, if Dave Chapman, Mr. DC, is listening right now, you are welcome, Dave, but you've got to respond to my invite on the, in, uh, on the, on the podcast, plus a plethora of people from the infamous WhatsApp group. I think Matthew Wood's making an appearance, uh, Bronco Dura. I mean, great players. <laughs> of yesteryear are going to be turning out. So if you're interested, uh, there will be some information on uh, my website, wdnicholson.com or the Facebook page about that. But come along, take us on uh, in a couple of weeks' time. That little uh, plug out of the way, it is time to talk about Origin. We cannot avoid it. Queensland took out their 11th series victory in the last 12 years. We have never seen anything like this, Cocksmith. They actually get 
it's a bit unfortunate for Queensland. As much as I obviously love the fact that Wales won in 2014, Queensland went extremely close to matching that amazing run from St George uh, of that 11 in a row. I can't give it to them because it's 11 from 12, but there's just no doubting that this has been one of the more amazing things we've seen in world sport, let alone any uh, rugby league-centric uh, concept. Because when they won in game three last Wednesday, mate, you just have to sit back and go, well done, Queensland. Well, you've got to take your hats off, hat off to them. I, look, I, I, I wrote in a, in a, um, on a post on Instagram that um, they were too good, way too good again. Um, they have a knack of being the perpetual underdogs and getting up uh, more than 90% of the time. Um, they're an amazing um, – it's, it's been a Herculean effort from, from Queensland over these last 12 years. Um, they, I don't know if we'll ever see another team like it. I think, along with the the ability that these these gentlemen have, and 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 I'm talking about all the players that have played for Queensland across those twelve yep. years, but more to the point, the the you know the backbone of that team that that the the Thurston Slater, Cronk, and um, and Smith. I and just, Mog, don't forget Adam Mog. Don't forget Moggy. Uh, look, I just think that I just think that they want it more. That means more to them than New South Wales, and and that's all I can put it down to. I just think I, I have no idea what the answer is to to you know the reasons why New South Wales haven't been winning. Although I have heard rumours, um, and I read rumours on on news sites and and whatnot, but I just think it comes down to an attitude. I think it comes down to a desire. I think it means more to Queensland. It's more up their alley. They love to play the under siege um, um, team and. Um, you know that that's. I, I know that you've got a few theories as well, other than them being unbelievably fantastic footballers. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, mate, it, it was a it was a you know as a as a died in the wool New South Welshman. It was heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's awe inspiring. They are they're amazing. They they never give up. They always seem to have a plan B that seems just as good as their plan A. And um, mate, they're amazing. They are really really amazing. I it's been a pleasure. To, to have been up close and personal um, with these games over the last 12 years, which which I have been, as you know. There is no word apart from class that I can put alongside the players you named. Uh, with all due respect to Moggy, he wasn't in that list. Um, <laughs> won an Origin series, though. Yes. The, the, the part of it that, that strikes me about the difference between these two sides, uh, and, and it is ability. There is no... You cannot... Split it any other way. They simply have had a core and an evolving core, I think, is even more important. Well, that's the, the that's the amazing thing, isn't it? That it yeah. hasn't just been those four players at the, at, the, at the helm for the 12 years. There's been other players in there that were at the tail of end, end of their careers, and there's been a few in the last couple of years that are at the beginning of their careers. So that's the amazing thing about this Queensland team. It's been an evolving team. Yeah, and what I, I really appreciate and, and, you know, I've spoken to this plenty of times, but I appreciate good football. And um, Queensland's ability, this, this series, and there's a few ways to look at it, but look, this series was New South Wales's greatest chance to win in who knows how long, even including 2014 when they somehow pulled that out of their butts. Yep. Um, this, this series was over at half time of game two. Yep. It was. Uh, New South Wales were in burn control and they came out in the second half and... For whatever reason, you can you can dissect it any way you want about not running it first and all this kind of stuff. It comes down to what your 
I believe, referring to, and that is that it's not desire, I don't think, it's belief. And Queensland got a sniff in the second half of that match, and from that point on, their series it was their series to take back. Uh, New South Wales' approach in Game 3, look, they were beaten in the forwards in Game 3 in a massive way. Uh, I think the fact that um, people are, are, are hammering Pierce and Maloney and the rest of it, it's just, you know, sometimes in big games, your forwards get dominated and there's nothing you can do about it. But I just, I just really struggle with this mindset that New South Wales thought that after that first game, it was all over. You and I were both extremely positive about our chances. Uh, I think you were really bullish heading into game three about New South Wales winning. But you take out the players that Queensland lost across this series and even into game three. And, I mean, I could, you know, we mentioned him right at the start, but Inglis didn't play a, a minute. Uh, Thurston played a game with one shoulder. Matt Scott didn't play at all. Um, they dropped the likes of Friday and Miles and um, et cetera during the series. Uh, Boyd played one and a half game, oh, two games, but one game with a busted finger. They only had Slater for two of those matches. I mean, there's there's so many things that, that were going New South Wales' way. Corey Parker. Corey Parker not there. Um, DCE not there because somebody didn't want him there. Yep. Um, I mean, it's... I'm just... I'm trying to basically sound as dramatic as possible to say what we have seen from Queensland is is just unbelievable. And now, <laughs> that word gets used a heck of a lot uh, after any sort of game in rugby league, but... We have witnessed not perfection, thanks to Trent Hodkinson's try in the last three minutes of 2014 game two, but you just won't see an era like this again. And I think it's different to club football. Club football, there's, there's more things that can conspire against you over the course of a season. But this dominance is just incredibly um, lucky that we've been able to watch it. It sucked for a New South Welshman. I must admit, by, by Thursday morning, I didn't care about Origin. And I didn't really want to even talk about it again. But you have to turn around, as you say, and just say, Queensland, you are a special breed of, of, of players. And the players who came in, we, we, we haven't really talked about the game at all, but Cameron Munster was just tremendous um, in, that, in that number six jersey. And all he did was run the ball. And I think that really, to me, underscores the greatness of this Queensland team. All he was instructed to do coming in was run the ball. And he was arguably the most influential player in the second half. Hmm. Um, whereas New South Wales, I don't know if you saw it, but they showed, he wouldn't have seen it actually, it was on the telecast, but Jared Hayne was sitting there in the corner and he was shattered. Now he wasn't, it's funny, I think he was shattered about the result, but he was shattered that he was never able to be, have an, any impact on the match. Mm, you could yeah. just see it. it was, he was gutted about that. It, and Fergo's there trying to slap him and, you know, it's okay, mate. And I'm thinking that to me sums up, you need more of those people like Jared Hayne who were just like, and, and, I, and I played it at the start of the show, but. Um, James Maloney's post-match interview, I don't know if you've seen it, Cocksmith, but it summed up how, Queen, how New South Wales feels amongst this amazing streak. Yeah. Um, he was at a loss. He goes, how can we serve that up in the most important game? Mm. He, he couldn't understand it. But as you've touched on, and I'm sure you've got a few more things to say, but look, the, the belief and the ability, the desire, they just tick so many boxes this Queensland team. And the big question going into 20... Uh, 18 Cocksmith is which of those great players will be around next year? Well, I think I think Cronk and Smith will be there for sure. Um, I, I don't think, uh, you know, like I think Cronk will play again. I think Cronk's going to play next year. Um, yep. And I think Cronk and Smith will be there. I'm not sure about Slater. Um, I hope he is um, for Queensland. 
you know, like he's a great. I, I like to see him play. He's unbelievable. Um, but he was fantastic in game three as well. He was. Yes, he, he was. was. They couldn't get him down. Yeah, but, to, but more to the point, New South Wales. And I mean, look, it's very easy, and we've done it a million times. It's very easy to pr- press the panic button and say, let's get rid of them all, um, because it's it's disappointment mixed in with. Um, you know, uh, disbelief, you know, um, yep. uh, that this has happened again and again and again and again. Um, mate, I think Laurie Daly's time's up. I think it's time yep. for Laurie to, to put the, put the, uh, the whiteboard markers in the briefcase and, and, and go and find a club job or whatever he wants to do. I think, uh, I don't think it's worked. Um, I think he's the, one of the most lovely guys you're likely to meet in rugby league. I don't yep. think we need another lovely guy at the helm. Um, I think we need someone like Jeff Tuvey. I think we need someone that has a genuine hatred for all and sundry um, that wear the maroon. And I think it needs to bleed down into the team. Um, there's been a lot of... I know that rugby league's a different game now to what it was in, in the early 80s when, when Origin was born. Um, but we really need to dislike the opposition, I think, to dismember them. Um, and I mean that um, not in a in a physical way, but um, we need to we need to we we just need to um, get some hate back. And and it, you know, there's only a handful of players seemingly in the New South Wales team that have that. And look, the two best forwards the other night were Clemmer and Cordner. The rest didn't yep. show up. They weren't sided off of nobbies. You can't. It's very hard to to blame Maloney and Pierce for. The um, for not being able to to win the game, and it's really hard to win a game when you're down in your twenty or thirty meters all night, um, or for a lot of the night. I can say this though, I was right about Mitchell Pearce, um, <laughs> and I don't care who wants to argue with me. Mitchell Pearce will not win your games at Origin level. Mitchell Pearce, he cannot believe in himself. There's no way in the world he can believe in himself. If he's putting a brave face on, I know that he's a very easygoing guy. If he's putting a brave face on, that's great. But deep down, deep down when he's alone, looking at himself in the mirror, he'll know that he he doesn't have what it takes to beat Queensland at that at the level that Queensland have been playing at, I don't think. Yeah. Um, there were a few there were a few players missing the other night. I, I I noticed that on the stats that I looked at the next morning, I know that Pierce and Maloney made seven and eight missed tackles each, respectively. I noticed that Cameron Smith made eighteen runs from dummy half, and um, Nathan Peets made one. Although yep. I have actually heard that that one may not have been a run. I I I understand that he was tackled at dummy half because that one run was for two meters. So. Oof. I think I don't think he made a run. I think he was tackled at dummy half. Um, look, it, it didn't go well for him at all the other night. Queensland dominated from start to finish. New South Wales never looked like winning. They need to change a couple of things. They don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater because we can't afford to. We, you know, there's players in there that you'd you'd made say shouldn't be in the team, but they're going to be in the team, and that might include Mitchell Pearce. Um, through although you know we've seen um, a, a pretty good effort this weekend from a uh, perspective. Oh, let's not let's not be that show. Let's we'll get, not be that show. We'll get there. We'll get there. But look, let's talk um, about that start next year. But yeah, but look, I, I I do think I do think that it's disappointing. I do think it's hard to talk about right now, and maybe we should, um, through uh, against my better judgment, put Origin to rest for 2017, and maybe bring it up again in early 2018. But um, <laughs> mate, all I can say is is that it, it was very very disappointing, and um, I I hope we can. Uh, right the ship, so to speak, because it's listing badly. And and I've said this to you before, Warwick. 
um, I fear that New South Welsh men and women will lose interest in in um, Origin. I fear that we're going to lose interest in it. You can't when you, when you when you get you know when you get flogged by your your big brother in the backyard footy for years and years on end, you lose interest. In yeah. the end, you're just like, no, mate, no, no, I'm not going to stand up for that again. I might come back in five years and smash you, but for now, I just don't give a rat's about it. Um, I do still care about Origin, but I know plenty that don't. <laughs> you know? So anyway, that's my wrap up of uh, Origin 2017. You got anything to add, mate? Yeah, I'll I'll wrap us up with this. Uh, going into Game Three. Laurie Daly had won one series from four attempts. Kevin Walters had won one series from one attempt. Yet both of them, I think, were facing the sack if they lost game three, as strange as that is. Hmm. Uh, I, I, the interview Daly had after the match to me said he wasn't coming back, uh, although the word, is, like, the word out since then is he wants to have another go. Kevin Walters, um, look, give him credit, he was hit the helm when they won, and so you can't take that away from him at all. But if they'd lost that game three or if they'd lost game two, I think he was probably head in the chopping block, which is just a amazing reality. Yeah. Um, the last point I want to make is if Blake Ferguson and his inability to read anything defensively on the wing. Uh, I'm sorry, it happened again. He, he lands on Valentine Holmes when Holmes takes that amazing catch and he stops him. He somehow missed him by three metres. I don't understand it. That's the only change I will talk about as we wrap up Origin uh, 3 discussions. But Blake Ferguson, there's just no way, no how, no way, 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 way he can be near a rep team again. It's, it's, I don't understand it. Or at least very much not on the wing. That's Origin 2017, everybody. Congratulations, Queensland. They win the Series 2, games to 1. We will not talk about Origin again. Well, except for after the break when we have to talk about Josh Dugan and uh, Blake Ferguson again on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Hey, guys. We're going on a national bikini tour, and we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. You are in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. I'm sure you'll find a couple guys there. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, Do you realize what you've done? Hey! Hey! You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. The town is back that way. Wow. Two lucky guys are going to be driving around with those girls for the next couple of months. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll catch our break, too. Just got to keep our eyes open. Okay, we're back. It's time to talk about uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Josh Ferguson. There's other player called Josh Ferguson. He's a good, he's a good one. Uh, Cox Smith. We have to address it. Uh, it's only really emerged in the last uh, hour or two. We're recording this on Monday night. Mm. Uh, apparently, they were out on the Friday before Origin at a North Coast uh, hotel and uh, knocking back the. I don't know if they were Bacardi breezes again, but um, mm. they've got form. Cox Smith, I guess, is the the story out of this. Uh, and now at the Raiders, they went up onto a rooftop and basically told the Canberra Raiders board to get stuffed mm. uh, within uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, Dugan was at the Dragons and Ferguson was actually still playing for the Raiders, believe it or not. He ended up at the uh, Roosters. Uh, Dugan's turned a 
three or four years stay at the Dragons into a big contract at the Sharks. Ferguson apparently is about to re-sign with the Roosters. But then this story emerges, Cocksmith, and what's your immediate reaction, mate? Well, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when well, I, was, I was, you know, Googling around and flicking around. And I saw, uh, you know, um, Dugan and Ferguson on a late-night bender uh, the Friday before an origin. I, uh, mate, I, I find that... Um, I find that unbelievable. I, again, it goes back to the care. It goes back to, do I care enough to look after my body yeah. three or four days before an origin? I, I don't know. People people recover at different rates, mate. But it just seems to me that you know that that that's not the right thing to do. Um, that, like you say, they do have they do have form on the board. Um, they like to party together. Obviously, they're mates and and whatever else. But leave it till after origin. I would have thought, mate. I. I yeah, disappointing, disappointing, mate. And and um, you know, you, you sh- I shake my head at that a little bit, and just you know, shrug the shoulders, shake the head, and say, "Yep, yeah, um, I'm not sure that's the reason why we lost, but it certainly wouldn't have been um, wouldn't have been beneficial. I wouldn't have thought." It certainly speaks. Even if you just forget the origin permutations in this, these are this is out in public. This is. This is just a pure disregard for what's basically been re-handed to them on a silver platter. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a level of disconnect here in regards to the the, the chances they've been given that just, it, it astounds you. Now, look, I can't lambast them for what they've done, but I can lambast them for repeating something they've done before that pretty much should have cost a lot of people probably their jobs for life. In that profession, um, but because they can play football, and you remember my little my little uh, clause in every contract, uh, Coxman, as long mm. as you can still play football, yeah. you're okay. And these two, they'll they'll rebound. Uh, Ferguson's probably the most to lose here because Dugan's already contracted for next year. Yep. Um, oh, mate, that, I don't think that's, that's, that's not deal, gonna, that's not going to affect his Roosters. Thing, well, though. maybe. It, uh, who knows? It I might. Know. I mean, look, the the point the point being that the the, the backlash on this. And you got to think about the Roosters and what they've been through in recent years. Um, I, I just, I just don't, I can't fathom why this would be something that you would uh, want to put yourself in the position that it's found out. I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. They want to do this in their hotel room or a, a private residence or whatever. Then you know, go ahead. Yeah. But fair dinkum. To think that it wouldn't come out is, it, and, I, and I'll I'll put this into it. I don't even think that probably even entered their minds. Mm. Um, around that. And I don't know, we, we have to address it, everybody. I don't want to spend any more time on it, but um, Josh Dugan, Blake Ferguson, fellas, like to speak to Cocksmith's point earlier about, you know, wanting to do everything you can to win. And I mean, there was a few players, there was a photo or two of Fergus, uh, of Dugan after the game, just, just gutted. But, you know, everything adds up in, in that arena. And, you know, if, if playing rugby league is your thing that you love more than anything else, then you'd think that something like that might have entered the mindset um, in regards to preparing for a game that not only probably has an impact on how your career is viewed, but how your state's uh, standing in, in origin. Um, now, I'm not saying that football is the be-all under. I'm not saying that at all. But for these guys, part of it is. And I think that's the reason they've been judged um, or are being judged at the moment about this little incident. I don't think we spend any more time on this, Cox. Well, look, that's, one thing I wanted to say... One thing, one thing I wanted to say was football isn't the be-all and end-all of everything, but neither sitting at a bar sucking piss at, at midnight or, or 1 a.m. 
um, before an Origin on a Friday night in front of a, a, a public bar. I, I just don't. I, it's not a good look. It's um, you know, I, I I would have thought that the priorities would have been a little different. But hey, mate, I'm not a Gen Wire. Uh, I'm not an NRL player, and maybe I just have no idea. That's pretty much the motto of this show. So we'll be back to talk about round uh, 19, I believe it was. Or was it round 20? What round are we up to, Gox? We're up to 20 this week. All right, so it was round 19 after the break on the footy show. Not the footy show. Show. Too close for a field goal attempt. Taylor gives it to Whitehead. Elliot Whitehead wins it for Canberra and keeps their season alive. Okay, we're going to... Storm through round 19. There were six games, Cocksmith. Yep. The only one we need to speak about. Uh, I sent you a text um, on uh, what day was it? Was it was it Friday night? Does it matter? And uh, I don't I don't remember getting a response. It was I'll just paint the picture for everybody. It was Ricky Stewart jumping up and down like a madman after the Raiders had somehow won a game in Golden Point against your Dragons. Why didn't I get a response? I was probably busy, mate. Um, the fact of the matter is, on Friday I worked for. Seven, six or seven hours uh, shooting a TV commercial for a uh, a um, give him a plug, go on an advertising agency. No, and uh, and then <laughs> and then I jumped in my car. I, I shot it in Birch Grove, and then jumped in the car and changed my hat from Video Land to Stills Land, and I drove to Canberra and shot the game. And then I get some idiotic message just before I'm about to drive home um, that evening. Um, and I don't, I didn't even look at it, mate. I, yeah, yeah, it was a gloat. It just was a gloat, mate. Yes, yes. The Raiders won. Did they win convincingly? Not really. Not uh, at all. Um, but they still won, and I'm happy that they did win because, um, as you know, my son Nathan is a massive Raiders fan, and he has been known to have the bottom lip quivering a little bit when they lose lately. So, um, you know, so the home life was nice. I was actually barracking for him the other night, to be honest. There's another reason why I think I like one member of your family more than the other. <laughs> uh, the Dragons, they lost, mate, and it's it's a big loss for them. Yep. Um, they, they win this match and they pretty much knock out uh, – oh, they, they do. They knock out the Raiders from, from top eight contention. Yep. Um, by losing it, they've uh, left a gap of four points to them and the Raiders and only two points between them and the Panthers. Well, the Panthers are uh, creeping, aren't they? They're creeping around. Creeping. Uh, yep. They had a great win against the Warriors on Friday night. They played really well, the Panthers, yep. considering they didn't have Moylan for that match. Yeah. Looking at the ladder, um, look, the Eels had the bye. They've, they've gone to 24 points. And realistically now, the, the Cowboys, they knocked off South to end South's little run, uh, or completely end South's run. So that top yep. six looks like they're safe. Yep. which is the Storm, Seagulls, Broncos, Sharks, and Cowboys. Yep. The Eels are two points back in seventh, and the Dragons two further back in eighth. Yeah. So we've got the Panthers, the Raiders, uh, I think, are the two main challengers here, along with the Titans, who pulled off an amazing performance to beat the Sharks um, very convincingly on Saturday night. Yep. Uh, I, can't, I put a line through the Warriors because of Sean Johnson's injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulldogs are a horrible football team. Um, they're mathematically still in it, but there's just no way, they're no gone. how they gone. make the eight. And we know that Rabideau's Tigers and Knights are Gornski. So there's three teams, I reckon, Cocksmith, that can hunt, hunt you down, mm. uh, the Dragons. And they are the Panthers, Raiders, and the Titans. Yep. Now, I'm just heading on to NRL.com right now. I'm looking at the run home for your Dragons. Yeah, I think it's and horrible, got, actually. I think. You've got Manly at home. We'll then lose. you've got Knights away. So you get the win against the Knights, then you've got the Rabbitohs. We'll win. At home. So you, two of the next three, you should win. Yep. Then you play the Titans. We'll win. Bronco 
Broncos. Broncos Panthers, will beat us. I'm I'm pretty confident that you win uh, at least at least three of those matches, which is the Knights, Rabbitohs, and Bulldogs. That'll take you to 28 points. Yeah. I think you have to win at least one more of those matches. Now, those two that sit in that area mm. are the tight Panthers, which are the teams that are chal- that are chasing you. Yep. So, the as far as we're concerned, everybody, destiny is in the um, the Dragons' hands. Uh, they they win they win four of the next seven and they, and they make the eight. I, I don't think um, any other team can can knock them down because if you guys beat the Panthers, especially, mm. I think that that secures you uh, your top eight spot. You're not going to do anything with that top eight spot, but you'll get there. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't think the Raiders are going to make the eight. Um, I think Saints might might drag their bums into it. But if they don't, obviously the Panthers will make it and um, the Raiders will be sitting around uh, not playing in um, September, wondering why. And, and, the, and the reason why is because the, the first half of their season was... Well, they're, they're run home. Anyway. I'll quickly just run through it for you, mate. Mm. They've got the Storm in Canberra and they've got the Bats, uh, Sharks, Warriors, Panthers, Knights and Storm again. So if you say that the Storm beat them twice... Yep. They would have to win the other five games yep. just to get to 28 points. They're not going to beat the Sharks. And that's the – oh, you never know. Um, but that's the challenge. And they've got the Panthers as well. So, look, there's a, there's a couple of games that will definitely shape who is in any chance come round, 20, round 25 or 26. I think that – I don't think we'll get to the last round mm. um, in regards to who gets eight spot. I think it's up to the uh, Dragons. If they can – if they, the Dragons knock off, honestly – they win the three games they should, and they knock off one of the Tigers, the Titans, or the Panthers. I think they get in, but um, who knows? Well, I personally would love a little race to the end for that eighth spot. I think that keeps a lot of interest in the competition. Mm. Uh, but um, I think that's all we really need to talk about in regards to round nineteen. Yep. Uh, anything else you wanted to add at all, mate? No, no. Just about what about the wet weather on um, Saturday night? Glad well, I wasn't there. Well, that's one of the questions. Got a big, huge feedback section okay. coming up on the show Can't wait. for after the break. All right. Okay, it's time to press the play button on the prize music, Cogsmith, mm-hmm. as we wrap up Not The Pretty Show, episode yep. 174. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Now, we have a couple of questions. Um, no reviews, because people just don't like our show and we haven't done a show in two weeks. But I'm one of the famous WhatsApp group. Yep. And uh, four individuals have come up with some fantastic questions. I'm yep. getting the first one. This is from you guys in honor of Saturday night on the Gold Coast. Sorry, who's what it from? Is... Who's it from? Glenn. From Glenn. 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 With one N or two? Two Ns, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. He says, in honor of Saturday night on the Gold Coast, what is the your favorite wet weather game, What One that I've been to? Probably the one that you've probably shot, I would imagine, is the, the angle here. Okay, well, cut. Uh... A couple of years ago, the one that stands out, obviously, was the, the Dragons-Roosters game that got suspended for 20 minutes or half an hour because of the lightning. Yep. That was pretty yep. memorable. Um, I have, uh, That was wet as as well. I remember shooting an Origin back in the early 2000s, I think it was, or the late 90s, and I think that was um, horrendously wet. That would have been game 299, I in think. In Brisbane. It was horrible. Was it Brisbane? Yeah, it was horrible. There was a, definitely a game in Sydney that was absolutely okay. poured down in 99. Well, that one, maybe this one was more like 98. Anyway, um, and uh, the game, there was a game, was it this year or last year, the Souths game in, um, in Perth that just hammered yeah. from the start. Of the game, it just absolutely hammered down. So, look, I try, I try and 
go on autopilot in rainy games, mate. I try not to remember them. I just remember more of them when I see them on TV because I'm usually just giggling to myself that I'm not there and thankful that I wasn't there. Um, yeah, but Jesus, Jesus had some water on the ground the other night, didn't they? Um, up there. Um, how does the uh, how does the new gear hang up in the uh, wet weather, mate? It's great if you keep wet weather gear on it. I'm going to answer the question on my front. Uh, I think I agree with he said the 991 game too is uh, O'Connor's sideline conversion. That was a good one. Completely agree, but that was unbelievable. Yep. Uh, this one's from Rimmer Dinger Ding Dong. Rimmer Dinger Ding Dong. Mm. He like says, that, Will Origin stop being the centerpiece it once was if they don't bring back the Biff? He says he gives it five years before it becomes irrelevant. Um. Yeah. Look, I, I, well, I probably disagree, but uh, I get, I get, I get what he's saying. Um, yeah. It, um, it's now more like a very fast-paced NRL game. The, the, the leeway has all but gone out of it that the referees used to um, let the players have. Um, I think it's probably playing into the hands of the international game a little bit more because they do let some stuff go, depending on who the referee is. They, they tend to let a little bit go. Um, I, I don't know. Look, it's always going to be. It's always going to be. Um, it's always going to appeal to the imagination of, of Queenslanders and, and New, New South Welshmen. Um, but I, I do see where he's coming from. It, it, it you know, it used to be used to be on the edge of your seat. You know, I mean, well, what's, is Gal going to drop him here, or is he going? He's going to throw one, or, you know. Um, but um, I guess for the the longevity of the game and the appeal to. Uh, the parents letting their kiddies play. Um, they don't want, um, you know, they, they don't want little um, little Jeremy to cop one in the mouth on the weekend when he's playing against a kid that's much bigger than him. So I don't, I don't know if it appeals to the um, the marketing department of the NRL to have players punching each other much anymore. Yeah, look, I think something they I'd like to see him uh, clean up. To be perfectly honest, remember, I can't even say his name. Uh, is the blocking off the uh, the kick? That'd be a nice thing that they could, uh, you know, they could probably crack down. I mean, there are some other officials on the field, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, the run, oh, the run blockers? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the run blockers. They're, yeah, they're that's pretty, that... fun, pretty fun to watch. Yeah, look, that's that's um that's something that needs to get cleaned up a little bit. But look, I, I there was one thing the other night I noticed that Fafita dropped an elbow on Munster. And um, it was really just to the back of the head. It was there wasn't a whole lot. In it. it was more like a forearm actually than an elbow. And um, there was outrage from the Queenslanders. They weren't all that impressed with that. Um, whereas years ago, there just would have been a get square or, or something like that. So exactly. it, it has become homogenised. And I don't know whether that's to the detriment of the the, the spectacle or not. Um, I say that the marketing department's had a lot to do with it. That's what I reckon. Is that because the uh, the players keep milking penalties? Well, look, it's really hard to milk a penalty if the if the ref's not going to give give one, isn't it? Uh, that, was a, that, was a, that was a terrible joke about homogenisation. Anyway, um, I reckon the game's fine. From a ding, ding, ding dong, I can't say his name anymore. It's terrible. Uh, it's it'll be around for a lot longer, and it'll be the number one thing because it sells the most tickets and makes the most money. That's mm-hmm. why it will be the centerpiece for a long time yet. In fact, uh, game one next year in 2018 is in Melbourne, which I thought was interesting. Yep. Choice to have opening game in Melbourne. We go to Mike. He asked the question, is all the transfer talk for next season impacting on the enjoyment of this season? Having to support players who have already jumped ship is not fun. Fair point from Mike. I agree. I agree. I don't I don't like it. I, I think that, um, that the players and the clubs that they're going to should wait until their season's done. Um, yep. I, I think that you, you can't stop them from doing business, but 
you know, this, um, you, know, you know my thoughts on the changing clubs mid-season. I think that's crap. Uh, but I, I, and even if the, look, I think a contract's a contract. I think that we've, cl- we've covered this before, but I'll reiterate, if, if a player, player X signs with Club Y, they should stay there until the end of, at least the end of the season. None of this changing before June 30. It's made it's unless the only the only thing that should be for is if a, if a player wants to come back from overseas, not to switch from one club to the other, only to be playing against his old club the week after. That's to me that's garbage. But I think I think that going forward, I think that if if one player wants to leave a club, he stays until his clubs finish their season, whether that be in in September or October, and then. When the season's finished, he can say, guess what? I'm going to another club. And that way, it takes the heat out of it. Um, and, the, you know, fans can continue to support their club without, um, you know, half cheering and then half jeering at other players that they know are leaving. You know, I, 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 I really think that's the best solution for that. Look, I love the fact that we can talk about where a player might go. Yep. I hate the fact that we know where he's going. Yep. <laughs> I guess that's part of it for me. Mm. Um, I just think there's nothing wrong with uh, making those things official at the end of the year. And if, look, if, it, if it leaks out, it leaks out. So be it, whatever. Well, if it but, leaks out, um, it leaks out. there's not much you can do about it. But, but if they no. find out that it's leaked through, through official channels, they should be able to find them. I think let, yeah. let's just put a, a cap on the bottle. Let's not let the genie out. You know, Let's wait until you know, off-season or the end of the season. That's, that's what I think. Because you know, if you're a Tigers fan right now and you're watching James Tedesco run around, or Aaron it's, Woods. it's 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 breaking your well, probably more so Tedesco, but it's breaking mm. your heart um, to watch that player no longer be around. Yeah. Uh, we have two more questions. One is from the NRL Profits on Twitter. What was Rob's nickname at school? Uh, well, I, I guess I guess you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, the the smart asses tried to call me Sucks. They, well, what's your middle name? Is it Sucks? That, that, that got shortened up quite quickly, um, yep. one way or another. Uh, but the fact is, is that um, everyone since I've been a little kid have, has called me Robbie, um, and that hence the double B on the Rob, um, yep. because I can tell you the story later. But um, yeah, Robbie was my was my I guess nickname, but it was what I really grew up. Uh, being called when I was a kid. There you go. Uh, me, Duncan, Mr. Peninsula, a uh, long-time co-host of the show, also said he was looking forward to Origin Chat. And thanks very much, Super Groover. Uh, Grover, sorry. He uh, pretty much got me on t- on top of that uh, Ferguson and Dugan story. Mm-hmm. Last question comes from G. He says, why does Ferguson continue to get chosen by anyone to play rugby league? Uh, he also adds, and why do people give Barrett Hayne a hard time? He's the best player in the game, bar none. Yeah. Uh, look, I disagree about the Jared Hayne thing, um, but I think the Ferguson thing, the thing, the thing that, the thing, the, the, the current trend, especially with New South Wales, is let's pick pick big blokes. Now Ferguson is one of the biggest wingers in the comp. Um, you know, he's he's six three, I think, or maybe six four. He's a hundred and five kilos. Um, he's a big body, um, yep. and and you know, obviously Loza and and whoever else is choosing the team likes that idea. Um, he, he he's a better centre than he is a winger. Um, that's that's a given. It's a hundred percent given. Um, and I don't think he should be playing wing. I, I you know. I think if you wanted to convert a center to a winger, there's others around that that would be more successful at it. Um, I think either play him in the centers or don't play him at all. He's not one of those players that switches very nicely. Um, why they keep picking him? Look, 
I can't say that I, I dislike him as a player. I, I think that um, if I was running a club and I needed a centre, I'd consider him for sure. Um, yeah. Geez, I'd love to sit down with him though and talk to him. I, I wonder what he's like. I wonder if he's a if he's a massive space cadet or if he's if he's actually comes across as okay. I have no idea. I've never spoken to him, but. Um, I, I think he's definitely got something to offer. I just don't. Th- I think he's being played out of position, um, and you've got to wonder what he's thinking um, when he's uh, heading out for nights out before some one, possibly one of the biggest games of his life. I mean, yeah, we've, we've covered that, but let's leave it there. I think he's got a position, but I, I just don't think it fits within that New South Wales spot at the moment. I think he do- he does pretty well at the Roosters when he's playing centre there. Yeah, indeed. Well, that's pretty much everybody's questions uh, for the moment. I'm going to spare Cocksmith the uh, the fun that is the uh, awards uh, update uh, because I haven't done the uh, the work and actually. You promised it. me that we were going to talk about golden beavers and brown beavers and all sorts. Golden of brown, mate. The golden brown. That's my favourite one. Right, well, you you'll know. have to update me before the end of the season again. Right. Uh, we will have to. Uh, that's been pretty much not the footy show episode 174, kids. Uh, I've been Warwick Nicholson. I'm that has been. You cut me off. You cut no, was, me off, was I? I was trying to set you up, mate. I was trying to set you up. Mate, I don't need a setup anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, in that case, I'll, I'll re- 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 repeat. I've been Warwick Nicholson. Oh, do I go now? Yeah, that'd be great. Ah, Rob Cox. And where can people find you, Rob Cox? Uh, mate, it depends. Depends if I'm in Kingscliff or not. Uh, no, you can find me on Instagram, R-A-B-B-C-O-X, and uh, you can find me on Twitter too. I sometimes talk to people on Twitter. Other times I just use it as a mouthpiece to abuse airlines and whatever else I need to get off my chest. That's the way it should be used. I'm at NRL Tweet, and you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. We'd love to see a review or two go up after this show if you've enjoyed our uh, delayed review of origin uh to 2017 mm. congratulations once again queensland uh, congratulations to those raiders dave taylor the uh the superstar sub who's been left out of first grade for far too long because mm-hmm. uh it's not a bad little addition the old uh coltrane if he stays fit if, if you can keep taylor fit and not injured He's, he's going to become very handy if you guys are pushing or, or if you make the eight, I think. Um, lots of lots of uh, experience there. And, um, yeah, he's a very skillful player for the size of him too. He's well, let's, let's put this on the table. And, and this is just, just a friendly little uh, you and me, Cocksmith. All yep. right? Go on. If uh, the Dragons make the top eight, we'll go to dinner anywhere you like. Okay. Raiders make the top eight. We go to um, dinner, dinner anywhere you choose for me to like. Okay. How's that sound? Yep, that sounds great. So you're pretty much uh, in the box seat, but oh, I've got a bit of belief in my Raiders. Yep. Um, right. I'll be regretting this in about three days' time when they get smashed by the storm, but hey, mm. let's keep it interesting. Uh, thanks for your company, everybody. This has been episode 174. We are glad to have been able to bring it to you. I get the joys of editing now. Thank you very much. But uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the listen, and we will speak to you next time on... Not The Footy Show. Yeah, you got to work on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually better at saying Pepsi. 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 Not the footy show. Right, the show wraps up completely with a six-minute montage of all the moments from Origin 2017. It is from the YouTube channel Rugby Montages HD. It's called State of Origin 2017 slash Burning Desire. Uh, enjoy. If you're a Queenslander, well, enjoy the first half if you're a New South Welshman.
sounds pretty good and I didn't have time to make my own. So uh, enjoy. We'll speak to you next week on The Footy Show. Here we go then. Welcome to Origin. It's underway again. Boy, here's a chance. It might well be a try over there for the big winger. There's Pierce getting it inside for Fafita. Steps out of a tackle. Got the ball away. Maloney, right foot, looks for the line. It's a try. It's a try for Maloney. Big run by Fafita. It's gone out to Crom. He rakes a kick at Ferguson. Marked over there by Corio. Trays. They were delicious. But here comes the main course. We're underway. Morgan, Morgan got the ball away. Here's a chance for Holmes. Holmes got a try. Holmes got one on debut. And he's got another one. Smith offload to Slater. Here they come. The rampaging Maroons. And Trump. Trump gets his fourth try. Of a glorious. Puts a 
the ground and Valentine. Oh. Valentine strikes again. Oh, that's one of the great origin tries. Brilliant stuff. Away goes Glesby. Glesby pulled down miraculously by Maloney. Putting it into the corner to Valentine Hart. Queensland fans, here it is. 2017 Holden State of Origin Champions. Pepsi. <laughs>